Have you ever had that disagreement that lasted way longer than it should have? Probably most of your conflicts are that way in reality. Instead of letting something get out of hand, we must figure out how to reconcile peacefully. It's time to go the second mile and quieting quarrels. Hey, thank you for joining us for the Second Mile Podcast. My name is Travis Agnew, and I am so very thankful that you would spend some time listening to this podcast for whatever reason that you got uh, connected with it. Uh, I just want to let you know that my heart is to be able to encourage you to be able to do more than just live the mediocre Christian life, which I see so many people doing. Uh, following Jesus at a distance is not the best view. We want to get as close as we possibly can, doing more than just the bare minimum. And so this weekly podcast 12 minutes in length is meant to encourage you to do just that. Uh, Today is actually the 132nd episode of the Second Mile Podcast, which is kind of hard to believe. When I first started doing this, um, I think it was around 20 minutes, and then I went down to like 10, and then one day I was like, okay, let's just, what's a good, good length for this podcast? And so I decided that I was going to make every podcast episode 12 minutes because just spoiler alerts. If you're listening, you're still with me here. Um, I'm just, once again, and so appreciative of it. But so basically the 12 minutes is supposed to represent one to two, right? So we're going from the first mile to the second mile there. Just a little secret. I don't think I've ever shared that with anybody. Some of you are going to be like blown away and some of you are like, you're really crazy, Trav. And either way, that's completely fine. Uh, but the, the goal is this. We want to move from that first mile to a second mile. We want to do more than just the bare minimum, more than just sort of doing the mediocre attempt. Folks, we got plenty of people doing that. We got plenty of churches doing that. We got plenty of people wearing Christian t-shirts doing the mediocre Christianity. Um, we, we want something different. We want discipleship. We want biblical um, following after Jesus hard and fast because he is just too worth it uh, to do just the bare minimum. Um, Part of my heart in doing these especially is uh, if you think about when Jesus was being taken away to be crucified in the gospel accounts, it says that Peter was following Jesus at a distance. And I've just seen too many people do that with Jesus. They follow him at a distance, not close enough to hear his heart, not close enough to see where he's going, just close enough that if you need some help, you can call out, but not close enough to join him in the fight. And uh, so the heart of this podcast here is that we want to do more than just a bare minimum. Jesus is not... He just doesn't work as an association in your life. He's got to be the whole thing. He's got to be the obsession. He's got to be the main thing. Uh, You put him in any other place and the whole thing just doesn't work. So all that being said, uh, as we go into this topic today, I just want to thank you because if you're listening to this, it says that you're wanting to do more than the mediocre uh, following Jesus. And if I can help you do that, it's just an honor to do that. And so I can't wait to go into this topic here today. So for these summer weeks, we have been looking at how we interact with some of the emotions that that drive us on the podcast here. And so um, we've been looking at uh, anger and lust and temptation, uh, anxiety, different uh, emotions like that, and seeing what God's Word says. Because the Bible being fully inspired by God, it it tells us it has really the direction for our lives in any type of situation. And we all know this, that our emotions can get the best of us or possibly cause the worst in us. And we want to lead our emotions instead of our emotions leading us. And so today we're talking about quieting quarrels and um, those disagreements that happen and go on for so long. In the opening section, I talked about that disagreement that lasted way longer than it should have. 
And I, I really believe that we probably all have had those, right? Um, in, in fact, sometimes as a pastoral counselor, sometimes I'll sit down with a you know married couple or whatnot, and they'll just say, we've just been fighting for weeks, or we've been fighting for months. It's just going on and on and on, and we just can't see the resolution. And from time to time, I will just say, so what started the conflict in the first place? And they'll look at me, and then they'll look at each other, and there really is no response. They have no clue. They know that they've been fighting for months. They just don't know what started it. And sometimes disagreements go on way longer than they should. Um, and because we just let things get out of hand and we don't know how to reconcile peacefully because we're too committed to our agenda, we're too committed to being right, uh, then we are committed to actually working the relationship and, and getting it in a healthy spot. So the difference between what I would say the mediocre attempt and really following Jesus in this and the biblical teaching is First mile, believers would say, okay, to do the bare minimum, to do just enough, would be, I would say, I'm not going to start the conflict, right? Uh, I'm going to be someone who, I'm not going to engage it. I'm not going to frustrate people. I'm not going to be someone who's high drama and start the conflict. And that, my friend, is a great start, and we are so very thankful for you. Uh, We have plenty of people in this world who love to start conflict. They think it is their spiritual gift to do so. Uh, But I am talking about a little bit more than just the first mile of not starting conflict, but the second mile of doing what it takes to actually stop conflict. Um, You want to say, okay, maybe you didn't start it, but how can you bring it to a conclusion? How can you bring it to some type of healthy, logical spot where it needs to be? And too often, uh, conflicts just get uh, out of hand uh, because of what takes place. So let's just imagine if you go back to your school growing up. Okay, so I'm going to go back all the way to Greenwood High School um, and last century because it was that long ago. Um, and, and so what would typically take place when, it, when a conflict, let's take a physical brawl, right? Well, there would always be something like, well, meet me in the parking lot or something after school. That's kind of what you knew would happen. But the conflict that started like this, someone had said something about someone else and someone else had said something. You have to say it at that level or a little bit more. And then it continues to get out of hand and you get more people involved and people are saying stuff about each other. You're staring each other down. Then you get there and the talk escalates and then one person one person pushes, another person pushes, and then one person swings and it just continues to escalate, gets out of control, right? It, versus if someone would have just to, uh, what I would say, disarm the situation, right? The fuse has been lit, things about to go off. Like how does somebody disarm it? Um, so it's not just about starting it, you might say, because uh, you probably had uh, the situation in your house growing up. Uh, you and your sibling got into some type of skirmish, right? And there's somebody's fighting around and you go, I didn't start it. Uh, but the question is, well, who's going to stop it? Because in all relationships, whether it's in the parking lot at your high school, whether it was in the living room when you were growing up, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in work, whatever it is, might even be in church, that if your whole reasoning behind why things are the way they are is, well, he started it. She hit me first. He said that. This happened. You're never going to quiet the quarrel. It's just going to continue to escalate and get out of control. So, It is great that you would say, I'm not a person who starts conflict, but I'm saying I believe that what um, God's word is really encouraging us as believers to do is actually to stop it as well. Uh, We want to avoid it, but but once it's there, because folks, when you're around people, conflict's going to take place. There's no way to get around it. But so what can you do to actually slow it and stop it and to bring it reconciliation? So here's two proverbs I want to give you that might help us understand, unpack why this is such an important thing that might really help you out today as you are trying to operate in this world without too many uh, skirmishes in the parking lot, right? Uh, So Proverbs 17, 14 says it this way. 
Starting a quarrel is like opening a floodgate. So stop before a dispute breaks out. Okay? So give this picture. Starting a quarrel. If you if you get into some type of quarrel, a fight and a skirmish, right? It's like opening a floodgate. Because once it does, man, the, the dam breaks. All the water rushes out and everybody is going to get saturated in it, right? Um, and so starting a quarrel is like opening up a floodgate. So when you start it and you continue to let it escalate, it's not just going to be like over really quick. It opens up a floodgate and begins to change the entire environment on which you live. So the, the Proverbs 17, 14 says, so stop the dispute before it breaks out. You see it coming. You know what the triggers are. You see where all of this is escalating to. So what can you do to diffuse or disarm the situation before it gets out of hand? Proverbs 15, 18 says it this way. A hot-tempered person starts fights, but a cool-tempered person stops them. I love that. So someone who's hot-tempered, they're always starting it. They're always um, getting people really wound up about something. And a cool-tempered person is someone who actually stops them, brings it in to a conclusion, slows it down, and gets it into a good spot. So how do you do that? Well, I think one of the there's three questions that I want to encourage you to consider, whether this is in your marriage relationship, a relationship with a friend, someone you just maybe it's a sibling, maybe it's your parents, you just you can't seem to get along. I think these three questions will really help you out. First one is this. When you're in a conflict with someone, when there's a quarrel going on, ask this question. Do you want to be reconciled or do you want to be right? Because the way that you answer that is going to completely determine the way that you go about working through that conflict. What you say, what you do, the mannerisms you use, your facial expressions. Do you want to be reconciled or do you want to be right? Typically, in our flesh, we want to be right. But deep down, being right is not necessarily going to remove the conflict. You want to be reconciled. You want to be able to work towards some type of peaceful resolution between that person of which you love or are supposed to love. So do you want to be reconciled or do you want to be right? Question number two, so critical. Do you want to hear or just be heard? Folks, this is important. So when you're in a quarrel with someone, can you actually um, listen well enough to hear what they are saying so that you could actually repeat back to them and express what they are feeling, thinking, saying, um, and, and what they're, because a lot of times we can't do that. You know why? Because when we're listening, we're thinking about a rebuttal. Um, sometimes we interrupt all the time. And folks, it's really one of the most disrespectful things you can ever do to somebody is that if you're trying to work something out that you continually interrupt them, they can't even get their thoughts together to finish up a complete um, you know, thought process. It continues to escalate the situation. So instead of just being heard, let me just you know word vomit on the person. Let me actually hear this person and what they're trying to say. That would probably bring a whole lot of help to the situation. And the third question is so very important. Do you want to confess or just confront? Uh, so if you're in a quarrel with someone, especially someone that you're in a close relationship, are you ready to confess what you have done to add to the problem? Are you ready to confess what you have done to make it worse, to let that floodgate open up? Or are you just here to confront the person and what he or she has done? Because if all you're doing is you've done this, you never do that, you always do this, and you're never owning up to your responsibility, you're never going to find healing in the relationship. So those three questions can help you quiet quarreling. Do you want to be reconciled or do you want to be right? Do you want to hear or just be heard? Do you want to confess or just confront? Folks, I want you to be reconciled. I want you to hear and I want you to confess your own ownership and the problem that's there. It's the only way to quiet quarrels and I hope you can do it. I hope to see you on the second mile.